0: Good morning, my friends. I do something called Bible immersion every morning right after I get up. And Bible immersion is simply immersing yourself in the Bible chapter by chapter. So by the end of the year, you will have read the entire Bible. But it's not for the fact of getting a gold star because you've read the Bible by December 31st and then start again on January 1st. The goal is that you let the Bible read you, so to speak, and that you hear first thing in the morning something that God has said, is saying to you. You learn something more about his character. You learn what's more... What more, what more is that? um, What kind of English is that? You learn how to appropriate the Bible in your life, you find answers to problems, and so forth. And it sounds like a really tall order. I know that first thing in the morning, you would take a good portion of time and get into the Bible in addition to your prayer time. And of course, you got to get ready and dress for work in the day. And it's hard, but I got you. This becomes really fun. And it's something that it's like talking to your best friend. And after you get the hang of it, it's not just for scholars. It's not for Bible teachers. It's not for those who are in full-time clergy. This is just for any human who wants a connection with God, period. So The author of Bible Immersion who came up with this is a teacher named Pat Nordstrom, and you can find out more information at bibleforfood.org, or you can order her book on Amazon, um, Bible Immersion on, um, yeah, on Amazon. And again, her name is um, Pat, Pat Nordstrom. So Judges chapter 5. This is an example, and I'm just going to be raw with you what I got out of this. So verse 1 is, um, Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, on that day that the leaders took the lead in Israel, that the people offered themselves willingly. Bless the Lord. So I just read yesterday of how Deborah and Barak had come against the enemies of israel and their oppressors they won um and so now after this victory deborah is singing a song so what came to me is that me being a singer that singing is very appropriate to give praise and to remember in every victory that i have within a day To remember to just say, thank you, Lord, and give that praise to God. Um, And also that the leaders leaders took the lead in Israel. The leaders took the lead in Israel. And what that spoke to me in verse 2 of Judges chapter 5 is that what am I to lead in? Am I taking my stand as a leader and I'm saying, am I saying what needs to be said in any conversation or situation that's uncomfortable, but it will be for the glory of God, it will help somebody, or am I just trying to fit in with people and not hold up to integrity and honesty and having moral standards? Am I Am I doing what needs to be done to fulfill the creativeness that God put in me and actually create something and write songs when it's intimidating? And am I simply being a leader? Am I simply being a leader? And that doesn't mean that I am in a position in life necessarily to be a leader. There's people who are Pastors, there's people who are doctors, there's people who are chiefs of staff, there's people who are, um, you know, chief officers, vice presidents. Of course, there's leaders, there's teachers. That doesn't mean that you put yourself in this lofty position. But all of us, if nothing else, are leaders of our own life. We all have. We're leaders of our own, um, our own faith, our own integrity. We're leaders hopefully, of our own bodies and soul and taking self-control very seriously. So that's what this speaks to me, that the leaders took the lead in Israel, that the people offered themselves willingly, bless the Lord. So you'll be surprised that God will bring people to you when you uphold Standards that are in your heart, and you speak for the oppressed, and that you speak truth in any situation, and don't just try to fit in and go with the okie doke so that people will like you and you won't stand out. And then verse 3 says, Hear, O kings, give ear, O princes, to the Lord. I will sing, I will make melody to the Lord, the God of Israel. So all my sisters and brothers out there who are fellow uh, singers, you know, it's. other people look at us and think that's easy for them. You know, they're just bold. They just like to get out there and they're courageous. But you and I know that's not always the case. Usually that's not the case. And we do still deal with nerves before we get out in front of people. But we have, in a sense, this like burning in our bones that we have to do it. We have to do it. And and we have to, when we're given a platform and blessed with a platform to sing the praises of God, we, I mean, we kind of have no choice in a glorious way, but we have to make sure that we're prepared, that we do the best we can. And then after that, to not be so stiff that, um, that we're not, you know, that we're not singing without passion or feeling because we're way too into technique so um, it says to the Lord I will sing and that's the key that you're really singing to an audience of one and that if you're singing to an audience of one that His his presence will come and bless Um, the people that you're singing to, we want his presence to come. I don't want it to be the Mindy show. You know, I wanted to, I want to point everything to Jesus. I hope when I do a concert, a living room concert, or when I minister anywhere in song, I would hope that people remember Jesus. And I don't really care if they remember my name and go, oh yeah, there was that girl. And they're not so much talking about me, but how the words of the song hit them, um, and so it says, I will make melody to the Lord, the God of Israel. And again, I will make melody that we should be skillful. We shouldn't do anything for the Lord sloppy. You know, if, if you're a singer, then you should, you know, practice. You should try to write melodies that, and, and not leave them unfinished. You know, I, I seem to be the opposite when my husband and I write songs together. I will sit on them for years because I keep changing them or perfecting them. And, you know, confession here, but I'll hear this voice, how I want it to be sung, but um, my voice, I have to let my voice um, come out in in the most beautiful way that God made my voice to come out and not compare myself to other people. Because often as singers and musicians, we still have this thing in us being you know, of our soul that we want to be impressive. And we've grown up with amazing artists, you know, especially secular artists that perhaps can sing circles around us or, you know, they're a genius and, um, and yet they're a genius at what they do, you know, kudos to them, but we can't compare ourselves to them or think we have to sound like them because God gave us a unique voice and a unique song so that we would bring an expression of him that is different from everybody else. And everybody has that. That's why he says, um, let um, let every voice, you know, sing praise to the Lord, let every breath, you know, give praise to God. I'm paraphrasing that verse in, um, in Psalms. But God wants our individual expression. He doesn't want us to be Carbon copies of somebody else, and I have to say that i 've learned through the years that i 've come to like my own voice and it 's very interesting when you uh, minister for the Lord or you sing for the Lord or you dance for the Lord that when you hear it back or something after a while, you almost don 't recognize yourself because you 're singing out of your spirit it 's not out of your flesh so It sounds foreign even to yourself. Can I get a witness? Am I the only one? So um, please write me if you've experienced that. And it's a very humbling place to be because you know that you really can't control much. You just do the best you can. You prepare as much as you can. And you... Um, you purpose to be in the spirit as much as possible and spend the time in the word and spend the time in prayer and spend the time praying for the people and you just show up and whatever God wants to do through you, he's going to do. And there's times when I've pulled other people up to sing, or other people up to sing with me, or I have a set ready and we rehearsed it, and God says, cut out this song, or instead of this song, do that song, or he gives me a new song right on the spot. So um, going on, um, let's see, to to verse 7 in chapter 5, the villagers ceased in Israel They ceased to be until I arose. I, Deborah, arose as a mother in Israel. That's very beautiful. Have you all ever heard the expression, um, a mother in Zion? And I believe this is where it comes from, and that we have to arise in what we're gifted at. And, you know, I'm not saying that lofty, like you have to be an artiste or you have to be a minister called to the gospel. You know, your gifting at that moment might be that you have the right smile to just, you know, go up to your neighbor who's watering their grass and seems to be alone and and to just say to them, how are you doing today? You um, um, You know, your grass looks beautiful, whatever. Like, Our gift is not like necessarily this lofty thing. And really, for the most part, it's not that for all of us. Our gift is like our gift of love to give, you know, the fruits of the spirit to spread love, joy, peace, um, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness, um, you know, all these things. I probably left one out because I'm not focusing on... um, on impressing you guys with the memorization of that scripture right now. But it's not coming to me by memory, but, uh, in Galatians five twenty two twenty three, 23, but you can look that up about the fruits of the spirit, but, but you know, our, what we can bring to somebody else in that moment, we're all, I'll speak to the women, like we're all in a sense, you know, mothers in Zion. Like we, like what I'm going to pose this question to you and challenge you today, And what are you to arise in today to lead? Where do you take the lead? It might be with yourself. It might be with your own flesh. Like today, you're going to stick on your food plan. You know, today um, you are going to make your home beautiful. You are the keeper of your own home. You are the owner or the renter of your own apartment or home. And, you know, you could just start there. Um, We all are stewards of our own bodies. And or better yet that you are going to be the leader of what you say and what you think you're going to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and you're going to bring your thoughts um in line with Christ so um there's another version of that scripture that I really liked that um you're going to let Christ you know dwell in your thoughts and just and just think lovely things about people. As soon as, you know, an ugly thought comes into your mind about somebody else, you're just going to bless them. Just cast it to the Lord. Even if that person hurts you, just cast it to the Lord and think, you know, you, you can't control the past. You can't change it. You're not to live in the past and you'll never understand other people. You're going to go crazy trying to understand other people. You need to just you know, examine your own self, bless other people and move on with something productive you could do and take the gift of life, the breath of breath of life that you have at that moment and move on with your bad self. <laughs> that's what um, that's what you're called to do. Just march on, move on. You have a calling on your life. You have something God wants you to do. So um, rise up, you you know, Deborah's out there and and take your stand so, um, you know, tell, tell those ugly thoughts and all the defeat and the things you failed at in your life that, you know, now you're in Christ Jesus, you're better than that. And now's the time to shine and, um, and to stand up and to fulfill those things that, you know, maybe only you and God know, and maybe only God is the one who is prompting you and who, who believes in you to do that thing. Um, go forth, go forth. I just want to encourage you to go forth. My late husband used to say, don't share your big, um, you know, whatever, 12 by 12 foot dreams that God gave you with people who have little three by five note card minds. You know, they can't conceive. It's like, oh, what? You can't do that. No, don't even share. Don't even, you know, share it with those people. Just um, anything that you want to do that is going to, you know, improve your life, improve somebody else's life, and take people to higher ground, so to speak, don't don't let anybody rain on that. So um, in verse 8 of Judges chapter 5, it says, when new gods were chosen, then war was in the gates. Was shield or spear to be seen among 40,000 in Israel? So when you go to idols when i go to idols whatever that may be um you know going to anything but god for comfort it could be a cookie <laughs> it could be you know reading come on now like we all do that like you know reading um just surfing the internet getting on instagram just scrolling through your phone endlessly you know scrolling through youtube endlessly you know recently in the past few weeks i I develop like this little thing, thank God it doesn't take a long time, but this little um hobby where I like to look at all the different nail colors that are out there in the designs. I like those you know glittery things um you know i'm um, whatever i want I'm not gonna say that, but anyways i I like that you know so um, it's like, okay, I don't want to waste too much time here, but it, it's, it's innocent, and, you know, that's like a little short thing that doesn't take too much time. But, you know, just wasting your time, your precious time on things, because life feels uncomfortable. It does. Life is uncomfortable, and yeah, we all need a little break. Um, we just have to make sure that from the time we get up to the time we go to sleep, that's not our only goal to seek to seek comfort, because you, again, have something great in you that you need to fulfill. That's why you woke up this morning, um, and that applies to every single person who is alive today. Um, so uh, the, the people of Israel chose other gods, they chose idols, and to be very brash and about this just open okay hopefully these are just adults listening to this but idolatry in those days always included um, sexual perversity that's what I'm gonna say it, it didn't you know do your research um, it included getting into sexual perversity it included um, the abuse of children um, to a horrible degree it included uh, a lot of things that were just, you know, horrible. They weren't and and it was not a a community that you would really want to reside in, but in that of course was, you know, pleasure. It was fleshly pleasure, so it was seducing to them to choose other gods and to and also to um not that didn't require this standard of morality and didn't require great faith because the God of Israel, you couldn't see him. But these pagan gods, you know, you had hands-on, you had statues, you did these, you know, very sick rituals towards them. And so I'm going to move on from there. Um, Let's see, what else? I'm just going to skip here to verse 12. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake, awake, break out in song. Awake, Barak, lead away your captives, O son of... um, Eben knowing, Eben Noam, I'm not saying that right. Then down marched the remnant of the noble, the people of the Lord, marched down for me against the mighty. So I want to speak to you, whatever your name is, awake, awake, break out in song, rise and shine. You know, your your Savior is smiling upon you and and know that this can be one of the best days of your life. Okay, let's see. So... Now I am going to skip to verse twenty. To verse twenty, from heaven the stars fought from their courses; they fought against Sisera. So um, it's very interesting. From heaven the stars fought. I believe that is most likely speaking to um, celestial beings, the angels, um, and that um, from their courses they fought against Sisera. So. This reminds us that we have heavenly support. Let's just say that we have heavenly support. There is a spiritual realm that resides parallel to us all the time and that we always have access to that help through prayer and through praise. Let's see. And then 24, Jail. She was a bad mamma jamma and she was one of the original OGs. I I mean, even reading this, okay, most blessed of women be Jael. Now, Jael took down Sisera, who was the commander of the army that was against Israel. And he was, all the troops, Israel took, they smote, all the troops, they were just gone. And so here is Sisera running to the mountains to find refuge. And so he sees that this, um, that it, this man, um, Eber the Kenite, he was uh, a friend, excuse me, to his king. He was a king, a friend to um, Sisera's king, Jabin, king of Canaan. And so he's like, okay, he he's cool. Um, he's going to let me in and hide me. And Jael, his wife, was there. So Jael lets him in, and she gives him some milk and covers him with a blanket because he's exhausted from running from the enemy and while she while he is asleep now remember they're tent dwellers so she has experience in putting up tents with pegs and hammers so this is in the bible I'm not trying to be Violent or anything, but it says the tent dwelling uh, most blessed of women b j l the wife of Eber the Kenite of tent dwelling women, most blessed now tent dwelling women that was kind of like the hood, I think that wasn't like you know that was um not like high living like it was like the appalachian you know um is that what it 's called like now um So it says, he asked for water, and she gave him milk. She brought him curds in a noble's bowl. She sent her hand to the tent peg and her right hand to the workman's millet. She struck Cicera. She crushed his head. She shattered and pierced his temple between her feet. He sank, he fell. He lay still between her feet. He sank, he fell where he sank. There he fell dead. And remember, this was a song. Yay. (laughs) So, um. Yes. So um, this woman, she took him down with what she knew how to do all her life, put up tents and be a mountain woman. As a matter of fact, her name means mountain goat. So I'm guessing this woman did not lead a life of luxury and she did not have people pampering her and did not get pedicures and acrylic nails um, and facials and things. She was, um, you know, she was putting up tents and dwelling in the mountains, and, you know, thank God for JLs. You know, I I want to be a JL too. I want to be that strong, mighty woman who's, I mean, I, I'm not looking to do that violent act, so um, don't quote me in saying that, but at this, at this context, it was warranted. She was a hero in this context, in these ancient times, this was warranted. Warranted. So look at her as, um, you know, uh, army, somebody who's in the Navy SEAL, you know, who a woman in the Navy SEAL. Look at it that way. Out of the window she peered, the mother of Sisera wailed through the lattice. This is the mother of the commander who just died. So she's waiting for her son to come home. She knows there's a war. She's um, highly worried. Why is this chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the hoofbeats of his chariots her wisest princesses answered, answer indeed, she answers herself. And this is so sad. And I've read this many, many times. But today, when I read it, I visualized something that I never visualized before. And that is that, you know, men of war could be very young. I mean, in the United States, what is it like 18, you can be 18 and be join the army. So we don't know if Cicero was like in his late 20s or how old he was. Was he in his early 30s? He was a young man. And so you mothers out there, you can relate to, you know, wait for your son to come home. And this is all they ever knew. Like this was, you know, her culture. She was probably really proud of her son, but worried for him too because he was a soldier. And soldiers don't always come back. And so... um. I'm not sure that I interpreted this right, but this is very sad. Her wisest princesses answer, indeed, she answers herself. Like deep down inside, she knows her son has left the earth. And that's very sad. And we always need to remember to comfort um, mothers who've lost their children, widows and widowers, and anybody who's lost a loved one. And then um, and it ends, verse 31 In Judges chapter 5, So may all your enemies perish, O Lord, but your friends be like the sun as he rises in his might. And the land had rest for 40 years. That means that there was peace. There was peace and nobody oppressed them for 40 years. But lo and behold, when you get to chapter 6, right away it says, The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years. So, I read chapter 6 today, and I read um, the second half of Luke chapter 9, but I think that was enough for today for my first time telling um, the world or anybody who will listen to this and sharing something very personal that I do every morning called Bible Immersion. And so that was a sample, and I did that to encourage you, period, And also to encourage you to read the Bible every morning and what God might be saying to you this morning through his holy word. So have a blessed day. And this is Mindy Joy signing off.